So if they have trauma around money and finances, and they're not as amazing as you in the spreadsheet, how can you learn to love them in that and see them for who they really are and the gifts they really have? As I sat with the Conscious Wealth creation season, I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to bring in my amazing darling partner Delaney and have a behind the scenes conversations of our relationship and the role that finances plays and how we've really navigated that with conscious awareness because both of us are deeply in the personal development work and so we're always having these types of conversations and so we wanted to open this up in the hope that it gives you an access and perhaps some of the stories you can discover yourself in but there's also some beautiful practical tools of how you really understand yourselves as individuals and then how you amplify your money game as a relationship and really work together to get the most out of this incredible area of our life that has such a big impact. So dive in and enjoy this episode. Be sure to tag us on Instagram with any of your insights that you get and share this episode with your loved one or some of your friends that are maybe having some of these conversations as well. Okay, so we're really excited to dive into this and Dean, I'm kind of an open book on what we've experienced, what we've learned, in the hope that it may empower, inspire, and give you an access in your own relationships, in your own conversations around money, because it can be such a complex area that can create so much conflict. And by no means are we saying we've got this perfect, but we have learned a lot of things that's helped us along the way to bring love, kindness, strategy, all of it to this whole area of our life. Perfect. I feel a good place to start here is where you should start with anything, and that's with exactly where you are. And within any relationship, that comes down to starting with the conversation around transparency, which was a big starting point for us, and it used to be a big pain point for us. Where when we first got together, my background was I've been an entrepreneur for eight years, always self-reliant on my own means of creating money. And I've also hit zero plenty of times along my entrepreneurial journey of investing and then taking it out, starting businesses, stopping businesses, all of it. So I experienced a lot of highs and lows with money. And then I found when Brian and I got together, it was about that, how do we balance that my voracious hunger for uncertainty and Brian's for certainty. And when I was fully transparent with, say, my KiwiSaver, which originally had a bit of shame around it, Right? Because I'd been self-employed, I hadn't really ever had a contribution to it. And I remember when we were doing the big life setup stuff, it was like, hey, I don't have much giving saver. And I was like, oh, oh really? Oh, 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 oh my. And I felt a level of shame around it. I think it's so beautiful early in relationships and regardless of where you're at, it's like having the conversations where you can hold each other in the emotions that come up around money because there is there's so much shame guilt fear judgment right we do it to ourselves and then of course it's sitting in our relationship and I think most people just avoid that Mm. (laughs) that's too hard let's just not talk about that either and that's something I think because we're obviously in the personal growth industry and we're always having these types of conversations for us it was something we did really early 
is just bring that to the surface and look at it. And for me, I had had a lot of, like Dee said, I had much higher need for certainty. So even on my entrepreneurial journey, I wouldn't say I'm the classic just have no money in your bank account. That didn't roll for me and it didn't work for me. So I had strategically from the moment I started in business been putting money aside, contributing to my KiwiSaver, having nest eggs, all of it. And so I sat with this sense of like, holy shit. And we had this whole dynamic together where you were carrying shame and then I was letting go of this need for control and this need for my partner to make the same, if not more. And all these paradigms we get from our families growing up in a family where my dad was the primary provider and so we just went through this whole shedding of what we were carrying so we could truly create and our vision together from a place of love and it was interesting being in those different stages of life around money we're saying prior to Brian and I being together as I was doing six-figure contracts. And then I decided I'm going to step into this coaching business and, and do another new means of income. And I went from, you know, high income to very low all of a sudden and wanting to build a life with someone and, and the, the uncertainty and the shame that comes with bringing that to the relationship and, and just being open and transparent around those fears and around that uncertainty and around like, okay, you want to move to Bali? Okay, okay, let's figure this out. I can figure this out. We can do this. And funnily enough, whenever we had those open conversations, we always figured it out. Mm. We always figured it out. Moving to Christchurch, moving to Wanaka, moving overseas, all of it. And it's funny because that, that specifically, that's the behind the scenes of how our dynamic came together. And I think sometimes you may have that. You may have someone who needs certainty and control and someone who's free-flowing. <laughs> and Or you might have two certain savers who just love that or two people who really don't care. So... That's the specific dynamic for us, but also appreciate for some people they might have those other elements where maybe they're both in too much control or certainty or, yeah, they're both in so much freedom they actually have zero plan for their finances. Mm. And it was interesting understanding as well, going a layer deeper, is understanding our own upbringing, right? How our parents were with money, Mm. how your parents were with money, how my parents were with money and how, like, the recession that happened in 2008 absolutely rolled my family and we went from highs to lows. So I've... I had their body to be able to handle the highs and lows. And then Brian, with the divorce, is the, the importance of accumulation, the importance of not being left over by whatever could happen. And the, yeah, just all those elements are really important to understand and have those conversations with your partner openly and in a loving, safe space. Absolutely. As when I was creating and the business was growing and creating more and more income, I felt myself starting to get protective of that wealth because I had been, as a child, with divorced parents. You see that kind of impact financially of that. And my mum, while she still got some stuff, I saw her pain and I saw her challenge after that. And that's in your nervous system. That's each other's trauma that you have to learn to love. So even for me, when I'd be... I'd have an abundance of wealth and still feel protective of it. Dee, you loved me in that. It wasn't making me wrong for that. It was giving me love in that. I can see that's literally a 10-year-old child who's been so hurt by finances that she's just clinging to control. And that is such a big part in your relationship and something we want to really offer is if you chose this person, you chose them and you chose all of them. So if they have trauma around money, and finances, and they're not as amazing as you in the spreadsheet, how can you learn to love them in that and and see them for who they really are and the gifts they really have? Because we're, 
we're cruel to each other. Human beings, if people aren't like us, or it's like, oh, you don't make as much money as me. Oh, you don't do this. Oh, you. And then, and then I think from that context of love, you can really start to create where you want to go together. And that for us is, I think, where we started to understand each other's value systems and really respect and honour who each other in a unique way. Instead of this whole tit for tat, I do this, I do that. It's like, okay, and who are you both in the context of this relationship? Yeah, and with that, it's about building values on top of who you are already as individuals, right? So before you can create values as a couple, you need to know each other's individual values around money and finances. So my biggest values is innovation, investments, and freedom. I would happily invest to save time than I would to say, save that money. If I could spend money on a private car to the airport, I'm gonna spend it on that rather than two hours on the bus. That's my value of spending money. Another important one is food for me. Food to me, I just don't understand why people are not obsessed with cooking and obsessed with mastering cooking and obsessed with food. It's, it's a, you have to do it every day, so why not enjoy it and spend money on it, right? I get so much joy from spending money on food. And that is a big, big value of me and how I spend my money. Now, in contrast to say, Brownie. And I, I just, on that point, I love that because it was literally one area for me when I went through my financial transformation that I cut back on in a big way because I was like, I don't actually get any joy from this. I can just eat at home. I can just have potlucks. And I peeled back on food. So it was funny when we got together and Dee's like loving like high quality things. And, and I was like, oh gosh, that's a much bigger food bill than I've ever had. And conversely, I benefited from that because suddenly this whole area of my life was brought to life by your joy from it. When you were in alignment, circulating money in a way that felt good for you, I benefited from that as well. So I think really when you do understand those values is huge. And for me, something I spend a lot more on is clothing, right? And I know it sounds silly, but for me, that's an expression. Even when we move around the world here in Tulum, I'm like, okay, my wardrobe gets to change. And it's my femininity as well. It's my expression. It's my creative expression. Your sustainability brain is like hell to the no. I will have one t-shirt and one pair of shorts and one, one of each thing. And we're sewing up all the holes, which I love about you. And again, you've taught me a lot on that. So I just love this vision of these two values coming together and say like sitting in a restaurant where Briny's looking amazing and I'm sitting there in a 10 year old t-shirt and we're eating a beautiful fusion delicious lunch. I just love that. I love the concept here as well. I was really paying attention to even thought leaders in the space and the values they are sharing. Like say for example, the classic, you should cut back on all your takeaway coffee. That's their values coming through with their strategies in investment and money. Just a food for thought there. That's why, and I said earlier, take and leave whatever you want. We're just giving you an access to how we've thought about it because every human has different belief system, different value systems. So a, a quick way to really understand and, and actually create to action that is both looking at your bank accounts or your joint account and looking, go through together and look at where you spend money mm. and then talk about how you feel about that. Mm. So I remember the supermarket and stuff, I was like, oh, admin, just admin life expenses. And you were like, I love the supermarket and then it was like okay cool if you love it that much then you're the one who gets to swipe the card or whatever when yeah. we pay for that yeah and i say we'll never actively create that i need new clothes and brandy will have to lead that conversation and then again she swipes the card she gets the joy and then i do feel great because i get to buy new clothes and it's just all aligns it's perfect this is a great distinction around your money dials is really what we're talking about so figure out what it is you like to spend money on and what you don't like to spend money on 
and give it to your partner or crank it up. So sit down together, look at what you spend, talk about how you feel, because it's all feeling based. Values is your alignment, your feelings, your truth, your emotions. Talk about how you feel about that particular thing and it's going to start to highlight the things you love and give you real clarity on each other's core values. Then that's the base to start to honor and respect. And from there, once you understand each other as individuals, you understand each other's traumas, each other's beliefs, each other's value system, then from that conscious awareness place, you can start to create together the relationship vision, the relationship level of finances. And for us, that starts to be about, as a relationship, what joint values do you have? Because that's that evolutionary part of where you're going together. Mm. And I think so many, there's so much conflict in relationships because it's like, oh, I'm gonna spend that much on that, and you spend on that. And, and it's like, okay, so you honor each other, but then also how do you come back together? Mm. And this isn't about one of you caving for the other's values, right? This is not about you falling to your knees and saying, well, my partner values travel, so we're just gonna spend all our money on travel. No, that, that's not what this is about. This is about how can you collectively and as a unit create a team we, a team we of values within your relationship that you both agree on, that you both align on and both give you energy. Mm, yeah, and you and then really setting your budget around that. Mm. And I know for us, one of our biggest values is growth. As you can imagine. We love growing. <laughs> and whether that's emotionally, spiritually, in our mind, in our body, we love expansion and growth. Mm. It's just something we've, it's how we meet. It's what we honor. And so for us, that's a joint relationship value that we have absolutely no qualms spending a significant amount of money on. Mm. Right, and that's allocated and that's set aside. And even when we come to each other and it's like, I've got a $10,000 coaching program I want to be in, it's like, do you want to do it with me? Or, yep, amazing, go for it. It's all approved because we actually have that combined value. Absolutely. And that's, again, having conversations about your vision. Mm. Right, we've we've created visions where we know what do we have one day like a million dollars into our mind, soul, and body as a relationship. That was like a, a thing one day. We were like, that would be so cool to get to that place where we truly know we've invested that much in ourselves because we know we're assets. We're the biggest assets we have. And I think another place we're super super unreasonable and super committed to is our health. Oh yeah. Supplements, good nutrition, getting all the appointments here and all the health. Yeah, absolutely. Chiropractic treatments, massage therapy, mm. diagnosis, testing, IV therapies. Like, I, we go above and beyond for our health mm. because we also, we know health is wealth. Mm. It's interesting if you're wondering, well, what on earth could be me and my partner's joint values? I don't even understand how to start that process. Look at where you both just say yes instantly. Look where things just flow. Look where you both, perhaps you're driving along and you both see a nice car. And you're both like, oh, that's a nice car. You're like, oh, we kind of have a joint value there. You know? Maybe it's charitable things yeah. where there's an opportunity to donate or give something and you're both like, oh my gosh, yes, mm. let's do it. The waiter asks if you want dessert and you both instantly say yes. You can start picking up in your own behavior your values, right? It doesn't need to be this, what are my values? What are my values? Just look what you're already doing. Mm. What are you doing? Your actions will speak your values. 
So that's where you start to come back as a relationship. And I think that's something that keeps us together. It's something when we're in communication, when we're talking to people, it's something we're really proud of as a relationship. And that's that having that solid in the center of your relationship. And another element I think that's huge in terms of, it's the creative energy, right? So this is this whole, this whole reason we want to share this is to give an access because there's a lot of budgeting, cutting costs and a lot of conflict around finances. And it's like, how do we get into a frequency and an energy in our relationship that's love, understanding and creativity? This is going to be a forever conversation in your relationship. So it might as well be creative. And I know for us, something we've both expanded a lot in the time we've been together as well. And I think it's just only growing the love for it is investing. Mm and investing in our future. And again, that's that instead of yeah, monthly date nights where you look at what you spent is re- like past reflective, mm. past-based, and then investing of where you're going and what you're creating is that future base. And I know you've got a cool distinction around. I really love the distinction of money is in so many areas. And it's important to look at all four on where we want to spend money. Firstly, I think too many of us get obsessed with budgeting and not spending money, but I think we need to put more energy on where we want to spend money because that's where it will flow. And there's four key areas we can invest or spend money. One is in things, which is really about the past, where I worked in the past, I made some money, and now I'm spending it on this thing here now. And then because of the hedonic treadmill, we'll end up not liking that thing in a few weeks' time and we'll discard it and move on. The second place we can spend money is experiences. And this is the present, this is here and now. That's what I'm doing, I'm creating a memory, which we all know, we've all heard the one line, it's buy experiences, not things. But then people don't remember the next two, which is more about the future. And this is where you get so much more energy from your money, because all of a sudden you're pulled forward into the future, pulled forward into your vision. Where the next one is skill sets and yourself, investing in you. So much more valuable than investing in a thing. So I was talking to a teenager recently and he's like, you could go spend 300 bucks on a new pair of Nike shoes, or you could spend $300 on editing videos on a little course, right? All of a sudden, you've now got a course, a skill set that you can then make money from. Just that small example. Investing in yourself, doing investing in work around your money, investing in work on how to invest your money, all of it is investing in your skill set that will pay dividends in the future. People are like, I want passive income. Invest in yourself and making money will be so much more easier. And then the fourth one is investments in the future, right? Which is property, security, stocks, crypto, all of it. That is investing in the future. Something profound happens the second you start investing. All of a sudden, the future feels so real. You invest a dollar and you all of a sudden, all oh, that could be $7 one day. You invest a thousand, all oh, that could be a hundred thousand. Your property, you think about all the capital gains, all of it. It just completely shifts your perspective on life and gives you so much energy to move forward. So with that though, you need a balance of all four. So when people say you should invest 10 to 20% of your money, people go, oh, where? Well, it should be in those four areas, right? You should still buy things. Nice things are nice. So buy nice things. You should buy experiences so you have some memories of your beautiful life with your beautiful partner. You should ensure you're investing in yourself heavily. For us, it's our probably our second biggest investment. And then investing in the future. All four of those areas need to be part of your investment bucket. 
in the future investments, I think something that we've navigated a lot because we have different risk profiles. We do mm -hmm. really different risk profiles, and that's looping back to understanding your partner. Mm -hmm having enough space for them to be processing their own beliefs, their own trauma, their own money stuff, mm -hmm. and then also creating together. So how we manage our asset portfolios, so we both have individual portfolios mm -hmm. made up of very different things, and we have joint assets together, so that future bidding, that are all based on our own profiles, the risk that we're willing to tolerate. Now, obviously, looping back to earlier in the conversation, it was very clear that Delaney's much more entrepreneurial spirit, free flow, innovation, and I'm much more certainty. And we actually did Roger Hamilton's wealth dynamics profiling. Yes, beautiful personality profiling. Old school marketing, yeah. but great in terms of money. We'll mm. put the link in the show notes of how you create wealth. Because based on your profile, based on your values, based on your unique abilities, how you create wealth will be completely different from the other person. And again, when we got together, there was so much comparison happening. Mm. You know, it was like you were looking to me, oh, well, she does it that way, maybe I should do it that way. And I was looking to you, oh, he's investing in this, maybe I should invest in this. And we do that in life with everyone and we do it with our partners. Instead of how are we both so unique in our abilities and how are we going to leverage that together? Mm. And I remember when we did Wealth Dynamics, I got Accumulator Profile, which I think was referenced with Warren Buffett and stuff. We're great at generating income and then kind of siphoning it off, putting it off, putting into assets consistently, consistently over time, accumulating until they hit critical mass. That is, and critical mass is where you basically offset your, all your dividends of your assets would pay for your entire life, which is a definition of financial independence or freedom to mm -hmm. some extent. So that for me is totally my strategy, totally based on my profile, totally based on what I'm good at. And conversely, you got a completely different profile. On the other side of the spectrum, more that creator side. So this is the Richard Branson's, this is that entrepreneur, this is that high risk, high return. That is how I had and always have made my money. Ever since my first business when I was like 14, put all my savings into it and got a huge return from it. And that's always been my pattern. And that's always been how I've succeeded. And it's just about knowing that, honoring that and staying in your lane. One of my favorite things with this distinction is that it puts a times, times table symbol in you and your partner's finances rather than a plus symbol. If I conform to, say, Bryony's Wealth Dynamics of Accumulator, and I just do that, it becomes Accumulator plus a kind of fake Accumulator, and it equals two, for example. But if it's Bryony staying in her genius, me staying in my genius, it becomes a times. It becomes Accumulator times Creator. Yeah, and, and that's quantum. 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 Right? Oh, I love that distinction, plus times. Love it. So good. Yeah. So there was, a lot, there was a little element of comparison for us, then we back in your own lane, understand your own profile, stay on that strategy. And that's why we, so we, that's why we have separate portfolios as well. And I remember going through this and we were like, should we combine them, mm -hmm. less fees, all of that. But you've got to think about what we just said for us was like, no, it's worth us having our own frequency, our own creative energy of how we're doing this. And then we come back together and we'll talk about that shortly. And I remember on that particular thing, I just consistently invest a significant amount of our income into index funds or ETF funds. Or, and that's just always my strategy, APs. And I remember when Slack went to IPO or whatever, you always find these amazing little things that are happening in the ecosystems and the financial sphere and these little opportunities 
and you know you get 20x return what I get and it, both strategies still work mm. and I, I always remember thinking like, oh you're so risky when you do stuff like that but like, oh you're so risky and when you sold out of your share portfolios or you've still got your Kiwi server and stuff but when you sold out of your managed fund level and you went all in on cryptocurrency because for you that's your innovator mm. that's your creator that's a future you're always three years ahead of the world and have been on so many things in your life and I, I remember even when you did that it made me feel I had this big pang of unsafety and uncertainty or whatever and it was like actually Bryony you can be that for this relationship and let D go do what he's freaking phenomenal at which is his creator innovator yeah and I, again, it's looping back to that earlier part is like, how do we release judgment and that they don't do it like we do it and that they, and, and put the X back, put the times symbol back in your relationship. Mm. Yeah. And staying, in, staying present to your energy within those conversations. So say during that, with Brian coming to me saying a bit concerned around, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, whatever. And I have to let her borrow my certainty from those decisions, right? And, and honor them as myself and let her feel that certainty and let her come into that world and know that me, I've got this and as we, we've got this and it's all perfect. And when you made that big jump into cryptocurrency and I've got a cryptocurrency portfolio as well, but it's nothing, nothing near what I have in shares. And I remember going through that myself of like, shit, maybe I should be coming over there and doing that too. And because your certainty was so strong. Mm. But then I have advisors. I have my own financial advisor separate where I go back and it was like, well, actually we set the strategy. This was your strategy, Bryony. Is it still your strategy? And I'm like, yes, come home. This is my strategy. Then the next layer is again, back to individual. The whole theme of this is your two individuals that you've got to respect and understand and then union and amplify in mm. your union mm. versus pushing each other away, conflict, judgments, like understand two individuals and then come together and amplify. That's what a relationship's incredible for. It amplifies everything in your life. Yeah. yeah. And that emotional mastery is life mastery within your relationships, within money, all of it, right? Say that conversation around you thinking you should jump over to my investment strategy. It's like realizing that that was coming from fear. Fear. Right? So not, much fear. Not excitement or positivity. Yeah. And me being like, oh, maybe I am way too high risk. Maybe I should, you know, tone it down a bit and buy some bongs and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mock it. Um, but it's like really honoring and focusing on what gives you energy and what gives you and your partner energy and that emotional safety of what they need. And then together, as a joint, you can have joint assets. We bought land and how yeah. and that was really exciting for us that was our like first combined asset and it felt good right because it was a it was a balance of both of our strategies because it, it was certainty with a bit of property and a bit of the classic traditional path and then it was a bit of investment variety because we we're investing in a first stage section on a, of a very new development right it's a good combo of both of us coming together amazing so that's a little behind the scenes of our relationship and how we navigate this conversation, this massively complex conversation. The big thing I'm so present to is you don't want to leave this to chance. No. This is an area that can be a negative symbol, a plus symbol, or a time symbol. And it's simply if you're willing to have the emotional awareness, the conversations, the courage, the respect, and, and do the work together. I think that's one thing 
Just so you know, we have done the work. We've obviously done our own programs, a money mindset program and all of that. We've done wealth mastery trainings with mentors. We've listened to hundreds of audiobooks and all the drives. When we go skiing and snowboarding, we listen to these audiobooks on finances. We've done that work. And then we haven't just listened and thought about it. We then integrated it into our relationship. And so this is an invitation for you right now. If you're listening to this, are you doing the work and are you open to doing that to, to be able to have that amazing amplification experience of a part of life that's always going to be there, whether it's in fiat or cryptocurrency, <laughs> it's always going to be a conversation. So are you willing to do that? And of course we have the money mindset program link in the show notes. It's so, so affordable that you can go and register for and you and your partner work through that together Mm. and that will bring up a lot of these conversations around values around belief systems around creation of where you want to go so that's a beautiful place to start if you're willing to do the work and one last thing is that I know from coaching and we're working with clients that sometimes partners aren't yet available for this conversation because perhaps they're carrying so much shame so much judgment and so much fear and if you're in that situation listening to this like yeah but my partner's not even open to this it's cool that you guys have this dynamic but uh, we, we don't love 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 keep loving on them because most likely the avoidance is fear or shame and combined with still being a stand break the pattern yeah be a stand for you to have power in this area of your life and eventually i'm sure they'll be open <laughs> become a big magnificent time symbol in all your wealth creation amazing thank you so much for joining us Love you.